Welcome to The Body Nerd Show, empowering you with the super uncomplicated things you need to know about self-care and movement so that you too can wake up every day pain-free. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and I'm a coach, writer, former yogi, kettlebell devotee, and 100% body nerd. So, are you ready? Let's get nerdy! Hey, hey! Welcome back. You're listening to episode seven of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm diving into fitness trackers and really answering the question of if they are worth it. When it comes to fitness trackers, you've probably heard that getting 10,000 steps a day is an important goal to get to. And you might be wondering, well, why? What is the deal with 10,000 steps a day? Does it even matter? Should I even care? And the answers to all of those questions, hopefully, uh, will be answered in today's episode. So my perspective comes from Fitbit. That is the fitness tracker that I have. And one of the reasons why I chose that one is first, um, because it was gifted to me. And then I've decided to stay with it because it does a really, really great job at tracking your steps. So I know there are other trackers on the market. Um, I have a friend who has multiple trackers for different things. And so I find when it comes to sleep tracking and step tracking, that Fitbit really covers all of your bases. So with that being said, I average about 11,000 steps every single day. And this can vary depending on the day. Obviously, if it's raining outside or I'm traveling or there's some other you know, circumstance that is causing me not to get as many steps in, then that step count will be lower for that specific day. But I do try to hit that 10,000 mark every single day. On a day where I go on a hike with my dog or I'm more active or out walking or we go, you know, do something as a family, whatever, I might hit higher 15, 20, 25. Um, I thought that I had a really high step count with, uh, I think it was 22,000 steps in a day was my highest. And that was when my mom and I were in Disney World and went to Epcot. And here I was all proud of it. And I went and posted in the Body Nerds Facebook group and I asked them, okay, what is your highest step count? And people just on a normal Tuesday are blowing that step count out of the water. So that's not to say that, you know, 11,000, 10,000 is not a high number to aim for, but it's not that hard. And we'll get into that a little bit more. Part of what helps me hit that 10,000 step mark is competition. And that is competition in my family. And I'll share a little bit more about that because it also helps to keep me accountable and to just keep showing up. Um, and the best part about the Fitbit and really counting your steps just in general is that every single thing counts. So whether you are doing intentional exercise like we've talked about before, or you're just moving about your day, going to the kitchen to get a glass of water, walking up and down the stairs, or taking your dog out, all of those things count towards your step count. So it's really a measurement of your movement for the day uh, rather than just your exercise. So that's also another thing I like because even if you go and do a workout, um, you know, I was doing a workout in the garage this week and I was working hard, but it was definitely more strength based. And so I wasn't moving around as much and the Fitbit counted, you know, maybe 300 steps. It was something really pitiful. So, you know, exercise is great, but movement overall throughout your day is more important. 
So the Fitbit, step trackers, things like that, they can count all of the things that you do. I will add um, from our retreat that we did just a couple weeks ago in Mexico, I learned a couple of exciting things. Number one, other trackers measure other uh, markers, we'll say. So I believe the Apple Watch will also ask that you reach a certain level of, you know, elevated heart rate each day. So that's, you know, getting breathless or, um, you know, doing a number of stairs, whatever that is, um, in addition to the steps. And at retreat, there is a couple of us where at the end of the day, you know, let's say it was a day where we had gone snorkeling or, you know, we were in the car getting to one of our adventures or something like that. Um, but specifically snorkeling, you know, for the most part, you're not wearing your fitness tracker. So we were trying to catch up on steps. And that was one of the days where I was like, meh, you know, I'm at 8,000, like I'm okay for the day. Um, and one of the gals did not have her steps and she was, uh, they were riding a, a cab back from town to uh, a retreat center. Uh, and I heard this story secondhand, but it still cracks me up. So she is just like pumping her arm, just like, you know, she's at a party, like woo, 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 you know, super excited in an effort just to get more steps. So she doesn't care what song's on the radio, doesn't care what's going on. She's just trying to get her steps in. And uh, there was this really sad Phil Collins song on the radio. And we're in Mexico. We're in Puerto Vallarta. So the cab driver is like not quite sure. You know, everybody speaks. I definitely don't speak very much Spanish at all. Um, but, you know, they're not totally sure necessarily what's going on. So this sad Phil Collins song is going on. Um, and my friend is just, you know, fist pumping as if it were like a dance hall party. And the cab driver just kind of gives her some side eye and then changes the radio song because <laughs> He was just so like, why is this girl dancing to this sad Phil Collins song? So with all that being said, you know, whether you are the type of person, and that's not to say that I haven't laid in bed with a hundred more steps to go and clapped my hands or done the fist pump, because I have done that. Uh, but why 10,000? Why does that matter? So this comes about because the CDC recommends 150 minutes of moderate exercise each week for people for health. So the Center for Disease Control says, you know, about 20 minutes a day is all you really need um, and all we should be aiming for uh, for health. Now, 20 minutes a day is nothing, right? That's hardly anything at all. So when you hit 10K, it's more likely that you will also probably have logged at least five miles and 30 minutes of exercise. So that'll better align you with those CDC recommendations. What I found on my Fitbit, and I have the Versa model, is that uh, 10,000 steps for me is usually, uh, I would say, you know, two 30-minute walks and then maybe two additional 10-minute walks with my dog. And uh, it's usually more, you know, three to four miles. So to get that five miles, I have to be up upwards of, you know, 12,000 steps for the day. But again, I'm only 5'1". My steps are much shorter. So if you are a taller person, you probably are getting five miles and 10,000 steps. I just got short legs. So also, as I've mentioned, you know, this is not a perfect science. You can fist pump to get more steps. You can clap to get more steps. When I go to a concert or, you know, a performance or a speech or whatever, and you're clapping, I'm just like, yes, I'm getting more steps. Um, and then also like that strength workout I mentioned where I only got 300 steps, but what I was doing strength wise was just as valuable as walking around. So the important thing to remember is that it's just one metric. 
It's just one metric amongst a ton of options to pay attention to, but it is one that will help you to feel better in your body. So for me, on days where I don't get enough steps, I really don't feel my best and I don't feel myself. My energy levels feel all over the place. I'm cranky usually. My body is achy. And when it comes to going to sleep, I'm just not even tired enough to sleep well. There's things that happen when you move around. It creates different, you know, not only blood pressure rising and those changes, but there's hormonal fluctuations that change and different, you know, endorphins that happen when we exercise. And when you are used to that, your body relies on those changes to continue normalcy or homeostasis, which is, you know, trying to maintain that sense of balance. That's not to say that if you're not moving, you shouldn't start now because if you miss a day, you're not going to feel well. That's not at all what I'm saying. It's just that once you adopt this habit of moving more regularly all the time, you become more aware of what it feels like when you are not, which is a good thing, a good thing to be in tune with your body enough to be able to sense those small things. One thing that I definitely use as almost like a personal mantra or an idea that I really align with is to learn to listen to your body's whispers so that you don't have to wait to hear it scream. And this is one easy way to do that. Walk every day, get enough steps, and then you can feel a new sense of normal of your body when you are moving all the time. Because you're a mammal. And just like my dog doesn't like to sit around all day, although I will say she'll lay here all day, but she too gets too much energy built up and gets kind of obnoxious. So I make sure to go out and walk around mostly for her and then I get the benefit. But even for those nights where she's not here, if we're traveling and she's already been dropped off um, at her doggy daycare, which is usually my parents or my in-laws, so grateful for them. But on those nights, my husband and I still go on walks because it is just so important for our sleep and for our health and how we feel that we hit that 10K step mark and we get enough steps. So like I said, a perfect day for me is that 30-minute walk with my dog in the morning, about two 10-minute walks later in the day, and probably a 30-ish minute walk at night. And I use that time to listen to podcasts. If I have a phone call, I'll catch up with friends. Uh, For those of you who work from home, it's sort of like the opportunity to shift from your work day to your home day. Sometimes I find it really difficult to just, you know, turn my laptop off and then walk into the living room and be done with work, especially because I spend so much time working on my own business. And so that's like the reset. That's like the commute home, except you don't have a commute because you work from home. But giving your body and your mind that opportunity to unwind and unplug and just to get focused on something that's not a tech device. And your walk doesn't have to purely be exercise focused. My husband and I use our evening walk as an opportunity to catch up on each other's day. And so the benefit isn't even about the steps anymore. It's about learning and connecting and socializing and really deepening our relationship. And it's one thing that I know we both look forward to every single day. And even our dog, she's so funny. If one of us wants to like sit it out, she almost demands that we both go. So she keeps us accountable too. 
And another thing that you can do on your walk, again, is just like not think of it as, oh my gosh, this is another chore I have to do. Um, But if you can't do socializing or use it as a learning opportunity, maybe you're listening to podcasts or music, but you can also pay attention to how you are walking and improve that. That's one of the things that we did at the Body Nerd Garage and we will be doing at my live event, the Body Nerd Garage in October is working on refining how you are walking so that you can help your body get stronger and really help improve posture and strength while you're walking so that your body just learns how to be more efficient. So if you're interested in learning about the Body Nerd Garage, you can head on over to aewellness.com and then just hit the events tab and you'll see it right there. So the big question is, is it worth it to actually track your steps? And I really think it is absolutely worth it because you're now thinking about it. So instead of wondering if you're getting enough movement every day, you have something that tells you if you are or if you're not. So it doesn't really matter if the step count is accurate or not. If you're now you have something that says, hey, you got 3000 steps today and you know that normally you try to get 10,000 that's not enough. So maybe then you choose to park further away from the front door. Or maybe you choose to walk to lunch instead of driving or take the stairs. So that accuracy becomes less and less important because what you're really doing is just thinking about movement and getting into the habit of moving regularly so that it's not something that you have to think more about. When it comes to any new habit, whether it's movement or exercise or brushing your teeth, the less we have to think about it and the more automatic it becomes where, you know, I'm thinking of taking the stairs where you walk into a building, you automatically look for the stairs because that's just what you do. So the less you have to think about it, the less brain power and willpower it takes to make something happen. And you get to that point by just choosing it again and again and again. And so doing that again and again and again. One of the elements of the Movement Mavens framework is to move more every single day. And so this is a framework that I use with my clients and I use inside the Movement Mavens program. And that's a little bit of movement every single day will serve your body so much better than going really hard at your workout once a week or maybe not at all. Sometimes I hear from people that, oh, you know, I don't have time to work out, so I just don't work out at all, or I'm not sure where to start, or or whatever. So this is an easy way to just welcome more movement into your day. And again, those decisions and choices you make to move more will serve your body better, will serve your tissues better, your structure, your mood, all of those things better than, you know, 30 minutes of a hard workout or an hour of a workout a couple times a week. If we think of this in a diet kind of standpoint, let's say you eat Snickers three times a day every single day, but on Sundays you have a salad. And even if you had a salad two or three times a week for a meal, that still wouldn't offset the negative health effects of having a Snickers all the time. Your body would still be depleted of nutrients. Your body would still be craving some of those, you know, vitamins and minerals that can only come from eating a well-balanced diet. 
And it's the same movement-wise. So think of this as your movement diet. Think of 10,000 steps as a goal to aim towards. And if you make it, awesome. If you don't, no problem. But how can you do it again the next day or the day after? So if you're seeking strategies to actually get yourself to that 10K step mark every single day, the first tip I have is to grab a friend. Whether they are two-legged or four-legged, having someone else to walk with not only holds you accountable, especially if you schedule, hey, every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 a.m. before we go to work, let's go on a walk or maybe it's at lunch. That'll keep you more accountable to have somebody else that you are, you know, quote unquote, walking for instead of just dragging yourself out the door and going on a walk. Another thing you can do if you are more of a competitive person um, is to make it a competition. So another reason why I love the Fitbit app is because it lets you compete against other people. And I don't think they designed it with the sole intention of having it be a full-blown competition, Um, but that's what me and my family turned it into. So my husband has a Fitbit, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, mother-in-law, and my mom and even my brother's girlfriend, we all have Fitbits. And in the Fitbit app, it has a leaderboard that shows that the week's tally, like the week's total of steps. And so like my brother-in-law, when he got his Fitbit, he was hitting like over 120,000 steps a week. It was outrageous. And so that encouraged me and my husband, just for the sole purpose of trying to beat him, um, to get out there and walk more. And I knew deep in my heart of hearts because my husband also, when he first got his Fitbit, was hitting a ton of steps because he was all excited because it was the first time. And I just knew, just wait, just wait. Because when it's rainy and when it's cold, which it did happen here, I'll still be the one who's out there with the dog taking her around the block. And, you know, the brother-in-law and the husband won't be walking as much. And lo and behold, that came true. (laughs) So sorry to reveal some of my more competitive side. Uh, But all of that is to say that slow and steady wins the race. So have 10,000 steps be your goal. Try to hit that more often than not. If you don't hit it, no big deal. There's always tomorrow. And just the, you know, thinking of movement more is what's going to be the most beneficial part. If you also want some accountability, join us in the pain-free everyday group, which will soon be called the Body Nerds Group on Facebook. Um, And that'll help give you some competition. That'll help give you some accountability. We really help to, you know, share ways and how we make movement more fun and make movement happen on a regular basis. So if you're interested in the Facebook group, you can request access to join over at aewellness.com slash FB. And I'll drop that into the show notes as well. So hopefully you have some ideas on how you too can get 10,000 steps every single day. I definitely encourage you to give it a try. And I'm also curious to know what your favorite fitness tracker is and why. So if you are on the Fitbit app and you don't get more than... 10,000 steps a day. I'm just kidding. Uh, You can hit me up and send a request anyways, and then join me on my hyper-competitive leaderboard there. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, and getting nerdy. 
And if you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a huge favor and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and let me know what your favorite part was. Leaving reviews and sharing the show really helps it to grow and I so appreciate you for taking the time to do that. If you're not into public displays of affection, no big deal. You can share this with a friend, a family member, uh, the cashier at Target, and help spread the word that your body is super cool and you can be completely in control of your pain. I'll talk to you next week. Life without pain is possible. And if you're ready to break up with all the things that are only giving you temporary relief, I've got just the thing. Head on over to bodynerdshow.com to download a checklist with nine simple things to soothe yourself when you're in pain. It doesn't have to be complicated and it won't take you more than 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm.